This is HSBC Global Viewpoint, your window into the thinking, trends and issues shaping global banking and markets. Join us as we hear from industry leaders and HSBC experts on the latest insights and opportunities for your business. A heads up to our listeners that this episode has been recorded remotely, therefore the sound quality may vary. Thank you for listening. This is the second part of our discussion on this topic. To listen to part one of our conversation, please click on the previous podcast in this feed. Welcome to In Conversation with Business Leaders in Asia, jointly organized by Deloitte Consulting and HSBC. Today's topic, supply chain resilience in consumer and retail. My name is Winfield Wong, representing HSBC, and I'm the Regional Head of Business Development for Asia Pacific, Global Trade and Receivables Finance. I will be a moderator for this session. Joining me as facilitator is Mr. Boy Kester, a partner at Deloitte Consulting Singapore. So Boy, over to you to introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you, Winfield. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is uh, Boy Kester. I'm originally from the Netherlands, but based here in, uh, in Singapore, looking uh, after growth for our clients in the uh, consumer industries, both uh, uh, organic, but also inorganic growth. And uh, in that uh, vicinity, I also lead the regional M&A consulting team. Um, and today I will be, uh, uh, apart from being your sidekick, Winfield, I will also be um, giving a, sharing a few industry insights uh, from our uh, recurring industry research, as well as uh, typically what we're running into with our clients in the uh, consumer industries uh, space. So, Thank you, Boy. And there is a strong link between consumer, retail industry and the underlying economic performance of each country. That's why. This industry is so closely watched by industrialists, economists, financial professionals, especially during this period, as we navigate through the demand side and supply side shocks caused by COVID-19. So we will spend some time on understanding how professionals seize threats and opportunities in the mid to long term. And finally, in the concluding segment, we can expect some recommended key actions from our industry experts. So now speaking of the professionals and industry experts, we are extremely privileged to have three distinguished guests joining us in our panel discussion. Allow me to introduce first, Mr. Aproof Gupta, Head of Procurement, Asia Pacific, Kimberly Clark. Next, we have Mr. Hamyan Maja, Head of Sourcing and Procurement for Asia Pacific, Kagil. Last but not least, we have Mr. Amir Mahdi, Director of Supply Chain for Fonterra. Now let's move on to the second section, which is threats and opportunities. Boy, can yeah. I trouble you to set the scene? Yeah, no, thank you, Winfield. So I think one of the one of the things that we're seeing in, in, in the client landscape right now, and I think everybody would, would agree that it all comes down to prepare for a, a rocky ride ahead and being agile and being able to adapt to what's going to happen next, because nobody really knows how long this is going to take, whether there will be a vaccine and what the impact of the vaccine will be. Actually, a lot of optimism for the future is that what I see across the board with all of my clients is that transformation mindset is, is, is phenomenal. And what normally would take two to three years to get through a process of internal alignment and uh, uh, acceptance and approvals now all of a sudden happens in two to three weeks 
And within three months, you basically have a complete task force uh, set up to really drive the, to the changes. And Arpoof mentioned before, uh, for example, the uh, leveraging AI and machine learning to look for the weak spots in the supply chain. And it's these kind of things that are all of a sudden becoming real. Leveraging technologies such as Microsoft Teams or Zoom, like the platform we're using right now, the adoption that we've seen in the last six months is amazing. And there's so many green shoots that you can actually build on. If I summarize what I've heard and what I think to see uh, uh, on a whole also with, with, with our clients are basically three domains that, that seem to be really where most attention would go. And I would start with first and foremost, which is uh, uh, the, the people side, which is where we, you know, we're in this together. And there's more and more this common consensus that partnerships, working the ecosystem, Throughout your value chain, not even your supply chain, but your entire value chain, all the way down to your consumers, that's where you need to partner. But this also requires a certain agility. And we really see a lot of questions currently around remote working, but also health and well-being of your staff. Where normally there's the social uh, cohesion coming from being in an office, now you all of a sudden need to do team drinks via Zoom. And, you know, we'll get there. We're, we're, we're still adapting, we're still learning, and everybody's learning. So it's also, in a way, again, it's quite an interesting journey that we're on. The second thing that I see really is and, and, and is the whole digital adoption. And it's not only the Zooms and the Teams and, and those platforms. It's also leveraging this big data, machine learning, AI, really in predictive modeling, where, where can we improve? And we see a lot of, lot of things going on there right now. Often also with um, the enablers of the, the, the big, the AWS, the Azures, the, the real, the cloud players, making stuff possible, which usually um, uh, would be much, much harder. And I think the third one, and that is, again, a bit of a mindset thing or a perspective, and um, uh, which is around cost optimization and transformation. Uh, we do see reallocation of capital assets. We see... Currently, the M&A market is also uh, uh, picking up, and there is just a different perspective on the market. And I, I think, on a whole, I am cautiously optimistic that we've found a new sort of equilibrium, at least for the next uh, uh, couple of couple of months, to to make sense out of everything that has happened to us, um, and actually uh, uh, make this a little bit uh, for the better going forward. And nobody's sitting still, nobody's waiting. And I think this is maybe also a nice way to, to pivot to our panelists to see how they are how they are looking forward and, and the kind of the strategic initiatives that, they, uh, that they're driving forward. Yeah, that's a nice one, Boy. Thank you very much. And I can't agree more with uh, your point on the digital adoption. And that's one area that I'm really keen to hear from the experts in the industry. The question that I will throw to the experts here is what strategic initiatives have you launched to detect and respond to potential upcoming threats and or identify new opportunities? So you can touch on AI, big data, e-commerce, and approve. I know you talked about e-commerce earlier, so I'm going to hand the first question to you. So approve your views. Wonderful. Uh, thank you. So, you know, great points made by Boy. And, uh, you know, before I start uh, talking about the strategic initiatives, uh, you know, for the supply chain, uh, let me first talk about the strategic initiatives for our employees, which is a really fantastic point Boy just made. So the strength of the company is at the end of the day, the people and our teams who are actually 
working and and really you know in terms of great personal uh, stressful times as well they are still coming in and making sure that we continue to succeed and we've launched a lot of employee assistance programs uh, to help our employees through these times and to deal with this uh, very unusual times of of not being able to see their colleagues or not being able to attend things face to face and not being able to uh, you know come together as as groups but you know how do they operate in a virtual world making sure they've got the right tools and technologies available to them and they've got the right counseling and and support system uh, be it from uh, our hr teams or our external partners to help them work through this crisis and stay connected and not just to them but those programs are extended to their families as well uh, we've done a lot of work on digitization of our supply chain and that is uh, related to you know integration both with our suppliers as well as with the customers uh, we are looking at all the things like artificial intelligence and big data analytics and what's actually come out is a new capability which is required in supply chain and specifically in procurement uh, which is is the area which i lead which is about data scientists and you know the traditional role model of a procurement buyer was somebody who negotiates well and manages good relationship now there's a third capability which is becoming very very important within the procurement team and that's being able to analyze uh, big pools of data uh, get meaningful insights out of that and then translate them into actions uh, which can drive our supply chain resilience and and our continuity of of supply assurance uh, we've done a lot of portfolio rationalization as well and that relates to you know this huge swing towards e-commerce so making sure we are producing the right skus uh the right uh, product formats uh, which our consumers want and and those ones which are more amenable or more suitable for the e-commerce channel uh we improved a lot on our planning processes and our ability to uh, track and trace all our shipments and 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 orders uh and we've started to move a lot towards predictive analytics uh in addition to exception management so these are some new kind of capabilities and roles which we are seeing emerge as a result of covid-19 very interesting very interesting capabilities that uh, that you have actually set up as well now back to the question is the same question what strategic initiatives have you launched in the tech and respond to new uh, threats or identify new opportunities so if i can hear it from uh, hamyan from kagyo yes yes um, so you know digitalization is certainly key but you know what i struggle to see and you know i i i think boy is right everything is on steroids and everything just got accelerated to the max but i haven't really seen anything which is like super new i mean let's look at it zoom has been there for a long time it's it's about the adoption and it's about everything being on steroids so so you know so what really intrigues me is not the what but more the where I mean if you look at the GDP growth numbers around the world which you know February when China was was in the in the midst of the of the outbreak uh, I I think the world was looking to grow from a GDP perspective by 6 billion and if you would do and that 6 billion is over 3 years so from 2019 to 2022 if you would look at the same statistics from the economist or from from anybody uh, in in July actually the world is going to only grow by 1.7 billion and by 2 billion in china 
So that means that the rest of the world is actually shrinking by 300 million. So what does that mean for your operating model? What does that mean for your strategic initiatives? And, and, and Boy mentioned M&A, he really quickly mentioned it, and this is not about M&A, but it really brings the question, where are you going to play? Are you going to bet big on growth in China, or are you going to bet on places where there's no growth, false growth, or shrinkage from an investment perspective? Very interesting points. I think Approve and Hamyan has, has raised very interesting points. So I think the challenge, Amir, is for you right now. Do you have uh, other thoughts who might be the same or different? Happy to hear your views. Sure. I mean, it is, uh, as you said, it's hard to uh, follow these acts. You know, both of them have brought uh, what, are, what are not only obvious, but very real uh, changes. Uh, I think one thing that has happened, if I would just add on the digitalization, is a lot of people who were doubting or, or not believing, they have, we have converted them. So they're now on board. So that's definitely happened. And Fonterra's digital supply chain transformation, in fact, the business transformation started some time back. So we, we are reaping those benefits. But keeping both the points that Hamian and, and Apurva made uh, in the backdrop, I want to talk a little bit about for us strategically, you know, uh, once the dust settles and the new world uh, manifests itself, is about number one, building trust. Now you can do it using digital because when, you know, when a pandemic happens, it's every man for himself in the beginning. And that's what you see what suppliers, customers, and everybody starts to do. At a consumer level, it's about pantry loading, but at a company level, it might be something completely different. Is you've got to build trust both internally and internally. When you make a delivery promise to a customer, they stop panicking. You got to build that trust with your employees that we're all in it together. So all these things about well-being that I've mentioned, they are very important. And digital and other things then become vehicles to execute these new ways of working. You know, they're not necessarily even operating models. You just heighten the awareness uh, that we, we, we got to be more sensitive and we got to approach it together rather than uh, the, the way we used to work before. Uh, we are also working very closely with these other stakeholders that have suddenly become very important or more important, which are your regulators and your government bodies. Because every country is not with open doors anymore. And if you're a multinational company uh, and you have a global supply chain, you can no longer rely on what you created as 10 years, 15 years of efficiency. All of a sudden, market access is limited. Exports are not allowed. Factories have to support local markets first, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got to take this opportunity to build those relationships where the same can then uh, can then go across and deep, uh, and you could be one of the players who, who enable that. So for me, I think strategically speaking, beyond the digitalizing operating models, uh, this is very important in the way you work uh, and how eventually your customers, your consumer trust you, you know, because we, at, at the very beginning, we talked about trust and aware of what role these companies are playing. Are they in the game for some quick market share or are they in the long run? Uh, and that's, again, I bring back to Fonterra's purpose. It's, it's, it's great to bring it to life. It's called Good Together. And I think that's, that's perhaps uh, what we might do sense worth uh, on the top. Very interesting points. Boy, over to you. Would you like to make a few comments or thoughts to conclude? Yeah, so you would like to go back to one of the things I said earlier and then build on uh, what Harmian was also saying, because we've been tested through this crisis and we are still around. We managed to make it work and, and somehow, you know, uh, people working dogged hours from small apartments with kids and, and you know, home-based learning. And it was very difficult for very many people. Um, and, and for some of them, they're still in the middle of it. The, the interesting thing is, and everything on steroids and hormones, that's exactly, exactly where I'm saying 
in addition to your where, I would also like to add the how, because I'm 100% with you. Have we seen already the big new things? No, it's just massively adopted all of a sudden. And it is all of a sudden really about just doing the same things in a different way. And that is driving ultimately towards this, what is going to come out in the mid to, uh, mid to long term. The jury is out on that. And that's the that's that's also why it's a massively intriguing time to be uh, witnessing as a as a business leader. I think one of the core things that I've been hearing all along is that it's it's you know putting humans first. It's about human centered transformation, about human centered resilience. Um, because without that partnership, you're just not gonna you're not gonna be able to uh, to, to to tag along and and stay around. In some of the future sessions, we will go into that. It's the mindset that goes from long-term all of a sudden to also to immediate term and being able to pivot between the two, which is one of the capabilities where you just you need to collaborate with your entire value chain. Well said, boy. So in this last segment, I would like to do a one-word, one-advice session. So maybe I will first ask Hamyan, in one word, describe the outlook of supply chains in the near term and uh, one advice on what actions that business leaders and consumer industry should take immediately. Yeah, I would feel it's almost impossible to go in one word, right? Uh, you know, there's so many things happen. But if I had to pick one word, uh, you know, here I would pick dynamic, right? It is definitely going to be dynamic, whatever direction it's going to take. Uh, and um, And then, you know, if you ask me for one advice to 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 uh, other businesses or other business leaders, uh, and I think it's been said a couple of times here already in this uh, in this roundtable, is that relationships that are built with supply chain partners in times of crisis will not be forget forgotten when the crisis is over. That would be my advice, and um, and and I would really focus on that. I like the word relationship. So we're going to try on the approve. Uh, one word, one advice. I know it's difficult. Over to you. One word. So great advice from Hamyan and completely agree with that. If I was to pick one word, uh, I would pick agile. And uh, the reason for that is that, you know, in today's world, consumer trends and behaviors are changing so rapidly. And the world is has become, uh, you know, there's a term which was used a few years ago, which was VUCA, you know, volatile and, and you know, uh, be ready for destruction, et cetera. Uh, that's become a reality. And, you know, the first six months of this year kind of proved it uh, like it was never proven before. So it's very important for the companies and supply chains to stay relevant to the consumers, stay relevant to the societies and be completely flexible to adopt and adapt to the shifting trends. That's really essential for the survival of the business and survival of the company itself. So that's why I would say that is, is probably the, the biggest advice I would give to everyone. Thank you, Approve. And Amir, finally, over to you. One word, one advice, consumer industry. Uh, I think the word I would go with here is, um, is trust. Uh, and, and the reason I say that in probably building on the previous two panelists points is one thing supply chain can do is to bring visibility and transparency right now. Uh, and if you can build trust, 
then it will become much easier to not only uh, weather this crisis, but whatever lies at the end of it and ahead. So the one advice I would give, which is, which is more operational, more on ground, is as a supply chain, whatever is not intellectual property or, or business confidential, make information available across the end-to-end -end supply chain. Make that decision-making all the more easy uh, and, and people can count on each other so you know we can reduce. This is also about getting a bit lean. Uh, we cannot afford to have heavy baggage anywhere on the PNL or balance sheets. So, and I think that goodwill can be built, that trust can be built uh, through small actions. We talk, you know, whether it's information sharing or or collaborating. Uh, I think that will give us uh, give us a lot of mileage in the long run. Thank you, thank you, Amir, and really excellent, very interesting dialogue on behalf of HSBC and Deloitte. Thank you for your insights. Thank you for your time, Amir, Hamdian, and Approve. Thank you for listening today. This has been HSBC Global Viewpoint, Banking and Markets. For more information about anything you heard in this podcast, or to learn about HSBC's global services and offerings, please visit gbm.hsbc.com.